Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Uh, now, now, Squirrel, we're picking up kind of from last time where we were talking about uh, being self-critical and, and really the idea that you can't just follow steps. And you made the point that uh, this is a part of the process of becoming an executive is sort of dealing with that uncertainty. What, what did you have in mind with that? Can you expand a bit? Sure. Well, I have loads of clients that I help with this transition, and they're not only technical people, they're salespeople and marketers, and you, know, you name it, I coach them. And a uniform, universal problem that people making that transition new to the executive suite have is that suddenly the, the rules are much more fluid. And in fact, they're expected to make up some of the rules, but they don't know that. And it reminds <laughs> me of uh, when I would talk with uh, my physics friends at university, and they would we'd all be trying to do some physics problem in a uh, physics course, uh, and I was a mathematics uh, major and then a, a mathematics graduate student. And uh, I would take the differential equation or what, whatever it was and follow some steps to get an answer. And the answer might be uh, negative uh, 2 million. And they would say, Squirrel, I really think the temperature at the surface of the earth is not negative 2 million degrees. <laughs> and I'd say, but that's the answer. Look, the, it, it solves the equation. It gives the right answer. It, it, it balances. And they'd say, yeah, but it doesn't match reality. Uh, and, and this is often a challenge for the type of person who has been a very successful individual contributor by following a set of rules. Uh, if it's an engineer, it might be someone who has uh, taken uh, uh, requirements, something written down, something that they've learned about from a product manager, and built them really beautifully, done a super job making a piece of software that does whatever someone told them. Now they're in charge of doing the architecture for a piece of software. And that's a completely different mo mo mode of thinking. Suddenly you have to deal with physical reality and you can't just follow the steps. Same thing happens if a salesperson is used to taking a deck that someone has given them with a, a bunch of uh, very good arguments for why you should buy whatever it is and gone off to uh, do a wonderful job building relationships and uh, explaining the, uh, the product and, and getting people across the line to buy. But the person has not become good at uh, actually defining what that product should be and changing the decks uh, and telling others and, and fighting with them and arguing with them to, to get them to make a different product that would sell better. So this kind of shift is very difficult. Uh, and I'm often telling people, look, you, you can't just follow the recipe. You have to be the chef now coming up with what should go in and, and making variations. And, and that is a real shift. It's really difficult uh, to, to switch into that level of, using our term from last week, self-criticality. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think because the interactions change entirely in sort of what you're getting from your boss, you know, your boss has changed. And, and now you're, instead of working for a line manager of some sort within a, a discipline and domain, you're now dealing with sort of CEO person who's a generalist and is looking across the whole business and really is maybe not be a specialty in what you do, but more importantly, even if they were, they're kind of expecting you to, to, to run things. So you're going to get some directions from them, but they're not going to be the, the, what you would have had from a line manager who's essentially responsible for what you're doing. That's, I think, one of the big differences that people uh, miss when they're getting these things. And so they end up having sort of uh, results that, that they need to be accountable for, not just follow these steps. Although sometimes you get steps 
And sometimes those steps don't make sense. And then, and then what do you do? You, you know, do you just say, I'll say what you can't do. If you go in as an executive, go ahead and just follow the steps that you were given and get a nonsensical result. Go back and yeah. say, well, the look, I did what you told me. The earth is negative 2 million degrees. Uh, we yeah. all <laughs> ought to get parkas, you know, move in the penguins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's not going to fly with most of the CEOs I'm, I'm aware of. No. And this reminds me of a wonderful article, which we'll link in the show notes by Ben Horowitz, if I remember right. We'll find it and we'll, we'll put it in, but it's about the psychology of being a CEO. And it's, uh, but it applies just as strongly to anyone in the executive suite or anyone who takes this kind of direction. Uh, one of the thing he, things he observes about the uh, founders and CEOs he's worked with is that they're suddenly, they, they have all the way through university and school before that and um, their early jobs and so on, they've been rewarded for following the steps really well. So when, when you're taking a, a class in trigonometry, the teacher doesn't say, uh, boy, you've done a great job at looking at uh, things that aren't triangles. You know, we're very interested in um, uh, four-dimensional triangles and, and glad that you did that. The teacher says, do the darn sines and cosines and tell me what the hypotenuse is <laughs> and, and stop bugging me about the 12th dimension. But when you uh, get to uh, running your own startup, in Horowitz's case, what you find is, number one, there aren't any steps anymore. And number two, most people fail because there aren't any steps. You're inventing something new. For If you want to use the Kinevin framework, you're in the complex domain. There are no signposts. There's no rule, rule book that you can follow. And there's no rule book when you're in the situation you're describing, Jeffrey, for the CEO giving you the direction either. So the, the direction you might be getting from someone else, plus your own knowledge, is completely insufficient. And that's by design. That's how it should be. <laughs> That's where so, the opportunity comes from. <laughs> exactly. So Horowitz says, you know, they've been getting 100 or 99 on every test all the way through this point, And suddenly they uh, start, nobody tells them that the mean score on the test they're currently doing is 22. Yeah. So they feel really <laughs> terrible that they can't figure it all out and do everything when exact, when that's not the expectation. And I see that. I was just seeing it this morning with one of my clients. He, he was problem solving. He said, look, I just need to figure out what the CEO is thinking. You know, my boss is thinking X and, and I have to solve for X. And I said, stop thinking that way. There isn't an <laughs> X. Your boss doesn't have one. Come up with an approximation, something that could match physical reality. Maybe the earth is 20 degrees. Maybe the earth is 25. Wait a minute. Is it Celsius or Fahrenheit? These are the sorts of things that you can be looking at and experimenting with. And that's how you make progress here, by defining the problem yourself and redefining it. And the vague instructions you may get from someone else are actually an opportunity. But say, say more about that. When it, there, I mean, I was thinking the opportunity in terms of like what you said as far as a startup, um, where there's the unknown and it, it, you kind of that's why it's an opportunity that, be, that no one else has figured it out. If someone else figured it out, well, they would have already had the market. <laughs> but when I think you have something else in mind when you're saying the, the imprecise instruction from CEO is an opportunity. Um, it, say a bit more about that. What's, what's the, what is the relationship with the CEO when they give you something big? Well, it's an opportunity for you to define something better than what the CEO was thinking. Because by definition, if, if you are uh, in a, an environment in which Everything is perfectly well understood. It's really, in Kinevin terms, simple or complicated. Uh, we'll, we'll include Kinevin in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, it's a framework for understanding how complex things are and how they relate. But if it's simple or complicated, and you can just follow it, 
it doesn't fit for an executive. There's no reason for there to be an executive there. There may be people <laughs> who have those titles, and all they do is put the numbers in the spreadsheet and get the number out, and they never have to look at uh, how it works or what the formulas are. I, I don't think of them as executives. They're not the ones I'm talking to. Most of you who are listening to this, you are either at that level or you're headed that way. You're operating in an, an uh, environment of uncertainty. You're operating in a complex domain. And when you get vague instructions, that's a signpost. That gives you some idea what to do. In the complex domain, there's no guidance, but here you're getting some. But it would be wrong to conclude, just like if I were to tell you, Jeffrey, I'd like you to come see me here in England. Um, and you would be trying to guess the precise route that I was suggesting. Which airport should you go to and what <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, train should you get on that would take you here to see me? That would be silly. I'd like the outcome of Jeffrey being here in my house. And um, I'm happy with however you get there. If you got a private helicopter, sounds good to me. You know, I'll see you in, in, in a while. Get on a boat. But the, the point is that uh, the, the details um, and the execution are not defined for a good reason. They aren't known. So when you're out there searching for X, when you're searching for what the, uh, the, the secret hidden message is, it's not like in school where that was true, right? Your, your teacher might give you an assignment, say, figure this out. You were supposed to get the teacher's answer. That's not the case here. And, and you know what? As you were saying that, uh, one thing that occurred to me is that it, this is not just a property of executives. This is actually the property of the the highest performing employees I've worked with at every level, which is they're the ones who are considering a, a better answers. There might be better ways of doing things, and and it's not a case where I, as their manager, or or anyone else, could tell them in advance what to do, but they're out there um, taking ownership of things and uh, uh, embracing the uncertainty and and inventing better res uh, outcomes than, than uh, better routes than, than we knew about before they, they you know headed out to go find them. So it, I think that that's really what it, what it came to me as you're describing that, especially when you said that, that you know maybe you're going to get a better answer <laughs> than your than your boss. That's a good thing, and, uh, and 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 taking that kind of ownership, I think, is something that's you know, uh, the opportunity at every level. The the, the people who are looking for those uh, look at the imprecision as the opportunity um, are are the ones who have high agency and end up uh, making a, a tremendous contribution. They're certainly the ones that are most successful when I coach them. Absolutely. All right. Well, if listeners would like to uh, learn more about how to do this or and have questions for us, or if they're thinking, gosh, that would never work in my organization, or if you're uh, thinking, gosh, I, I don't understand, why would vague answers, why would vague questions uh, lead to precise answers that are better? Any of those questions and problems and concerns, we'd love to hear from you. And the best way to uh, get those to us is by going to agileconversations.com, where you will find free videos and our book and uh, loads of other material from us, all free, and our Twitter handles and email addresses and probably loads of other things I forgot. So get in touch with us there. We love it when listeners do that. And of course, the other way to keep in touch with us is to come back next Wednesday when we'll be back around again with another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, girl.